Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, Jim Nance, thanks for the introduction there. Always appreciate it. And we got an emergency pod for this week. Brendan Todd is joining me, as you'll hear in a few minutes. And I thought he was a great guest because they're playing in Atlanta this week. Brendan Todd lives in Atlanta, so it's a home game for him. Listen to how many times he's played this course. I think it gives him a huge advantage over the other players who don't normally get out here to East Lake. So big start, obviously, for, for Todd. He's, he's obviously going to be back by seven shots to start behind Dustin Johnson, DJ at 10-under, Rom at 8-under, which are kind of the two big guys to catch. But Brendan Todd, 3-under, he's got some work to make up, but he's been right there in all of the summer events uh, in golf this year. He's been really a big part of the PGA Tour schedule, having the 54-hole lead, of course, at Travelers, and being just a huge factor in so many of the summer events. So, of course, he's got two wins from the wraparound season earlier in the year. So you could be looking at player of the year if he's able to win at Eastlake. He's a Bermuda Greens kind of guy. Went to Georgia. Spent a lot of time in the Carolinas growing up. So I think in some ways this is a really good spot for him. He, in this emergency pod situation, was able to sit down in his car. And you'll see that on the video portion of this. But he was able to sit down and talk a little bit about what he's thinking as a chaser. What's the mentality? That's the big key for me on this podcast. We want to think about what are the players actually going through in their mind as they're preparing for these biggest of events. And that's why I thought Brendan was a great guest this week because he's going to tell you what he's thinking as a chaser, being seven shots back to start a 72-hole event. Of course, it's starting late this year, starting on Friday. So, We'll see how he does. Look at the other players in the mix. Of course, four under par. Daniel Berger's been my number one guy. I picked him as we started the FedEx Cup. So keep an eye on him. I love his confidence. He told me one time at Sawgrass that he didn't even see the tree line, not even worried about the tree line on 16. So keep an eye on Berger. I, I love his confidence. I love his moxie, everything about the way he plays. He doesn't get talked about as much as some of these other young guns, the Justin Thomases, the Roy McElroys. I like Berger. I like Shoffley. He's a few shots back as well. Of course, we know what kind of player he is. He said he doesn't mind being a loner, being out here focusing just with his team and not necessarily pursuing all the other players for lunches and whatnot. So as you can tell, I'm in my backyard. Definitely emergency pod situation here this week. Got to get this one in. But let's look at the other players. Let's remember Rory McIlroy, five under par he was. Five shots back when he started last year. And of course, he caught up with Justin Thomas and ended up winning that event. It was really him and Brooks Kepka on the back nine is what that story was about. So amazing move by Rory. I think it showed a lot that he was able to come back and avenge what happened in Memphis three weeks, four weeks before that when Brooks beat him there in that event. So big stuff for Rory. I was really impressed with him last year. Who will be the guy this year? Well, in that spot where Rory was, five back at five under par starting the week 
is Colin Morikawa, and of course he's won the PGA Championship. He sounds so relaxed if you heard him on Scott Van Pelt this week on the Sports Center show. Very calm, very relaxed, kind of happy with where he's at right now, but also very hungry. So keep an eye out for Morikawa, see how he does. Any other players come to mind for you? Uh, of course, Webb Simpson at six under par. Four shots back, so we'll see how he does. But anyway, let's get to this emergency pod. Brendan Todd, very insightful stuff here as he prepares to chase down Dustin Johnson, a player he played in the final group with at the Travelers Championship with DJ1. So here we go on Beyond the Clubhouse. Well, I'd like to welcome my next guest, three-time PGA Tour winner, Brendan Todd, who's had a very big season so far on the PGA Tour this year. It's wrapping up already. Hard to believe this season is finishing up here at, the, at East Lake in the Tour Championship. Brendan, how are things going with you, man? Yeah, doing really well. Um, obviously, like you said, it's been a great season. Uh, kind of a dream come true to um, sort of get my game back and have two wins this year and now be playing East Lake in the Tour Championship. In my home state of Georgia here, so I uh, was out there able to play some holes today. Of course, is in fantastic shape, and you know I'm looking forward to a hot week. See if I can catch the leaders. Of course, you've won a Corn Ferry event in the state of Georgia right. back what what eight nine years ago. So you've got some good vibes already coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I played well in the RSM in the fall as well. So um, you know, obviously, I love playing here in Georgia, and I'm very familiar with East Lake. I've played the course a lot, so. Uh, yeah, pretty good setup for me. And I love that you bring that up. You've played it upwards of 40, what, 50 times already. And for a lot of tour players that are in this field of a final 30, they may not have seen as many times as you have. So how, what kind of confidence do you bring knowing that going in here? Yeah, definitely. It's huge. I'm very comfortable with the tee shots out there. Like you said, um, I used to live here in Atlanta and I played a dozen charity events and probably another 10 or 20 times come out with some friends and played. So I'm very familiar with the golf course. I played the Tour Championship in 2014 and finished 11th, I believe. Um, so, you know, very familiar golf course and setting for me. And, uh, you know, I love the, the surfaces there. It's always a fairway. It's nice for me to green. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So this would be the first time, obviously, 2014 was your first time in the Tour Championship. But this is the first time that you've entered with a stroke differential. Of course, Dustin right. Johnson, the leader at 10 under, starting on Thursday morning. You're going to be, what, seven back, it looks like. So what is the mentality for a chaser this week for you? Uh, I think I've just got to challenge myself to be, uh, you know, in sort of peak focus mode for all four days, you know, just trying to go out there and play the cleanest golf I can. You know, if you can go out there and shoot four or five under every day, you have a chance to, uh, you know, to get near the lead and maybe have a chance to come uh, final around. What about this event? It's been such a long season. We had the break, of course, with COVID. So many things have happened. You've been in the hunt, of course, the Tra- Travelers Championship. You're a 54-hole leader. You've won right. twice. You've really been a big part of this summer. Um, what are you really looking forward to with this Tour Championship? Like, what what does success look like for you now? Yeah, I think it's uh, four rounds in the 60s. It's contending to win. It's improving my position. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I've played so well this summer with a couple chances to win. Um, you know, that's sort of what I'm playing for now is chances to win golf tournaments and be near the lead, feel the pressure, and perform well in that pressure. You were ranked uh, a year ago last summer at one point. You were ranked outside the top 1,000 in the world. You had missed 44 or 52 cuts. 
what would right. you tell what would you tell that version of Brendan Todd from 365 plus days ago? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just uh, you know, keep believing in yourself, keep sticking with your process. Good things are ahead, you know. It's um it is it's a difficult game and one of those that uh, it's going to have some ups and downs and I've uh, I've just had to persevere and uh, fortunately I've been able to do that. You were able to persevere, overcome the yips. How, how hard, how low did it get, and how proud are you to be at this point now? You're going to be paired with Rory McIlroy, the defending FedEx Cup champion this week in one of the biggest prizes in all golf. Yeah, I mean, I'm so proud of myself. Um, it got as bad as I thought about, you know, giving up the game and maybe doing something else a few years ago. But um, fortunately, I was able to stick with it. And, uh, you know, here I am playing the best golf of my life. And like you said, play with Rory actually now for the third week in a row. We're paired together to start the tournament. And, uh, you know, he's a great person to play with. He's a lot of fun. Obviously, a beautiful golf swing, one of the best talents of our generation. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very excited about the week. Definitely. There's another big Georgia event you've got in a couple months from now. Um, the Masters, you'll be back right. again. It'll be your second Masters. What are you looking forward to now at, at Augusta? Obviously, that's, that, that's ahead here. But, but what are you looking forward to? Contending, you know, again, that's the theme for me. It's uh, I'm sort of in the sweet spot of my career. I'm at my peak playing my best golf. And, um, you know, I've played one Masters, and I feel good around that golf course as well. And I think just, um, you know, with the the full, the totality of my game, the way I'm able to drive the ball well and wedge and putt it so good, I think I've got a chance to win anywhere. And so, um, you know, the Masters playing in front of, obviously, just family this time. Um but, you know, just playing the Masters, the term you've been watching your entire life and dreaming of playing. And I think to have a chance to, to win come Sunday and contend and experience that place um, and the pressure that it brings is, uh, is something that, you know, I'm ready for and, uh, you know, I'll cherish when it comes. Definitely. Well, speaking of cherish, one of the, my favorite parts about golf, Beyond the Clubhouse is the name of my podcast because to me it's about the friendships. What friendships do you really cherish because of the game of golf, whether it's just from your younger days or, or from now? Man, there's so many. Um, definitely the ones with my family, my dad and my brothers who I grew up playing with, uh, you know, were just so special to me. And then, um, you know, even Webb Simpson, who's a guy who I've been playing competitive golf against since I was 11 years old. Chris Kirk, who is my college roommate. Uh, there's so many guys out here on tour who, you know, I've known for a dozen years. I've known longer than you know, most of my friends and um, outside of golf. And so, you know, to be able to share the experience of the tour with them and compete with them and play with them, you know, on a weekly basis is so special. And, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a real honor to play the PGA Tour and, and develop the friendships that we have. You know, I've got a great relationship with my caddy, Don Gadbury, who lives in Charlotte, and my coach, Bradley Hughes. Uh, you know, it's just, we've built a really good team. And, um, you know, I'm just enjoying, enjoying the journey. Well, with this journey, unbelievable sand save percentage you're at right now. You're sixth on tour in sand saves. For, for the regular Joe Blow golfers, recreational golfers at home, what can we do better from the sand as we practice, as we get ready? Man, that's a good question. Um, well, for me, I'll just go ahead and go through it. You know, I, I try and have a, a wider stance than my, my normal chip. Um, I sit a little bit lower in my posture. I try and keep my weight on my forward foot. And, you know, I'm always trying to hit down underneath the golf ball uh, with my wedge. So, essentially, you're trying to take the sand out from under the ball. 
and one of the keys to doing that is, is keeping your your head still and your head forward. So, you know, you want to stay down and through the shot instead of lifting up on it and backing out because that's how you're going to get that inconsistent contact where sometimes you catch it thin and sometimes you catch it heavy. So, you know, staying forward, staying down under the ball is the key. You're also ranked 21st in strokes gained putting this season, this really awesome season for you. What about putting can we work on um, just in general for us recreational golfers? I think you've got to do a drill where you hit the ball solidly every time. So a chalk line or putting a tee on each end of your putter like you've seen Tiger do on TV maybe, and then speed. So once you once you know you hit your, your all your putts solid, uh, the rest of learning how to putt well is being able to control your speed. So um, if you can roll every putt six inches by or a foot by, then you can start to read greens consistently because you'll know the speed the ball is going to come into the cup at. And that's really the, the same thing that pros focus on is solid contact, hit it down to your line and, and control your speed. That's great. Great advice there. I'll wrap this up with a couple quick fire questions for you. Um, what's your favorite live sporting event you've ever attended? Right. Playoff hockey is, uh, is one of them. I think playoff hockey is such a fast engaging sport. Um, there, you can tell they're just, they're going uh, full speed for the entire 60 minutes. And then um, I've always said watching a, a college basketball game at Duke Cameron indoor stadium is unlike anything else. It's uh it's loud, it's small, it's intimate, and you're so close to the court and the players and the coaches, it, uh, it feels like you're right there in the game. Yeah, intimate place. And you spent a lot of time in North Carolina, of course, over the right. years. Favorite musician for you? Favorite musician. Uh, let's see. It should be faster than this. Um, <laughs> we'll go to Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews fan, one of the classics, man. Uh, how about a favorite actor for you? Will Ferrell. Ferrell. You like uh, what? What? Semi-pro? What's the movie that comes to mind there? Oh, with Will Ferrell? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Wedding Crashers, uh, Old School. And I actually watched Kicking and Screaming on TV the other day, which is a pretty funny movie about him coaching kids soccer. Oh, my God. You've got so many memories on different golf courses around the world. I think it was the – was it the British Amateur? You went to Scotland when you were 14 or 15. You've been around the world. What's your favorite golf course in the world? Pebble Beach is my favorite golf course that I've played, uh, but I haven't been out to the Sam Belt in Australia or, you know, a lot of the courses around Europe and the U.K. But for me, Pebble Beach is just – it's an unbelievable con uh, competition course. It can host any major – and, uh, you know, it's beautiful. It's a fun walk every time you play it. Well, great stuff, Brendan. Hey, thanks for taking a little time. This is a big week for you, so always appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon, Brendan. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Garrett. So many good storylines, I think, going into this week, and I really liked what Brendan Todd had to say about what he's going to do this week in chasing down Dustin Johnson. What's the goal? Controlling what he can control out there each day, one round at a time. Of course, it sounds like a cliche, but he's he's really trusted his process when he talks about overcoming the yips, some of the things he's able to do over these last, really, the 12 months to overcome a stretch of 44 missed cuts out of 52, to be outside the top 1,000 in the world. Really like what he's been able to overcome, and he should be proud, as he was, very proud of what he's done to get to this point. Playing with Rory McIlroy will be cool to see what they do, what kind of moves do they make 
as we get into this tour championship and and what unfolds this week other players anybody else jump out i think john rom of course a under par with the momentum with the confidence if you heard him in his press conference this week he sounds like he's ready to go so want to hear your picks tweet them at me at johnston garrett or on of course instagram at garrett johnston golf let me know who you got for this week i think there's some good storylines that could happen here but i think the players Scotty Scheffler, two under par. Joaquin Neiman, we saw how hot he got on Sunday. What does he have in the tank? I mean, this is crazy. Neiman's a, a solid player. But Xander Schauffele, if we go back, three under par, I'm impressed with the guy because look what he's done at, at Eastlake. He won as a rookie, still to this day the only rookie ever to win the Tour Championship. It was a big deal in 2012, I remember, when the only rookie in the field was John Huh. And that was a huge deal. Oh my gosh, a rookie made it to the Tour Championship. Well, guess what? Five years later, a rookie wins the Tour Championship, doesn't flinch. And I just think that Xander is ready to roll. I think he's ready for a huge, huge stage to get a win. Whether it's a major championship, I, I picked him to win a major at the be beginning of this year. But maybe it's a FedEx Cup. Maybe this is right up his alley, so we'll see. Xander in the mix, uh, other players, Abraham Answers, one under, Mark Leishman, so many guys to choose from. You let me know. But again, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnston Garrett. At Beyond Clubhouse is the podcast here on Twitter as well. Instagram at Garrett Johnston Golf. Facebook, Garrett Johnston. And then also Beyond the Clubhouse on Facebook. Some really good interaction and good questions on the last pod before this one. I uh, gave you very short notice on, on, on this current one with, with Brendan Todd. And you know what? i got to thank him for joining in the sense that this <laughs> is Tour Championship Week. I mean, this is the big Super Bowl for him in some ways because of how much is on the line. He actually, uh, I know the quality wasn't the best because he actually had to pull over after leaving the course. And we did the chat in his car. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, just improvising, really working with me on that. So I appreciate Brendan taking the time to do that. Thanks for uh, bearing with the audio there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not always perfect. But you know what? We want to get into the player's mind. That's the key. I want you to hear what players are thinking in the big moments, in these big championships, majors, and tour championship here this week. So, anyway, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to catching up again soon on Beyond the Clubhouse.